Hey everyone, welcome to the next episode of the FAST Podcast. I'm your host, Stephen Roach, and this podcast series is brought to you by the Farmed Animal Antimicrobial Stewardship Initiative, or FAST for short. The FAST initiative exists to really provide farmed animal owners and veterinarians with tools and resources that they need, or at least can help, understand and address antimicrobial resistance through improved antimicrobial stewardship. This podcast series showcases conversations that we're having with a variety of practicing veterinarians that work with farmed animals. In each episode, we're discussing how antimicrobial resistance impacts them, what stewardship looks like from their vantage point in daily practice, and their views on the challenges and potential solutions to reducing our reliance on antimicrobials moving forward. Today's podcast features a recorded conversation that my team and I had uh, a a couple of months ago where we talked to Rennie about his views on antimicrobial stewardship. This podcast is going to be a little bit different as we had various recorded snippets from uh, Rennie. We wanted to really use his own words to describe what antimicrobial stewardship looks like in the various sectors that he serves. So I'm going to narrate in between and we'll let Rennie do the talking when it comes to his thoughts and opinions on how uh, to address antimicrobial resistance moving forward forward. So I think that's all the setup we need for now. So let's get into it. I'm Rennie Lothrop. Uh, I'm a now retired veterinarian, uh, still licensed to practice in the province of Ontario, graduated in 1966, which is quite a long time ago, and had a very interesting practice career in veterinary medicine, working with all species of animals, but mostly with dairy and beef cattle. I realized uh, midway through my practice that I needed to have some other way of approaching my practice, and I took the Dairy Health Management Certificate program in 1993. And that was a turning point in my career and uh, made the final years of my career pretty uh, enjoyable. One of the first big questions we talked to Rennie about was his perspective on how antimicrobial resistance is going to affect the practice of veterinary medicine moving forward. I think that antibiotic resistance is going to profoundly affect the practice of veterinary medicine and perhaps I can just diverge a little bit and go back in time. Uh, So when I graduated, uh, veterinarians were the only source of prescribed antibiotics and it wasn't until the last quarter of the previous century that we began to see um, products uh, arrive, uh, antimicrobials that uh, were used in all species animals and they were feed supplements used for growth promotion for um, um, prevention of uh, disease and what really evolved was is that uh, many of the antibiotics that uh, were available weren't necessarily prescribed by veterinarians and in fact uh, we're seeing for that number of years the last quarter of the century that uh, seen as feed additives as much as uh, as a a disease controlling agent was needed to be controlled by the veterinary profession. So how it's going to affect practice is, is that now that veterinarians are probably going to be the principal stewards of antimicrobial usage through prescribing, then veterinarians are going to have to familiarize themselves uh, and adapt to to the new environment uh, where antibiotics, uh, when used, are going to have to be used under veterinary prescription, which means that um, 
that veterinarians will have to be part of a diagnostic process uh, to uh, use those antibiotics or prescribe them. So given Rennie's perspective on how involved the veterinarian needs to be moving forward, one of the next probes we wanted to follow up on was his thoughts on really what the practice of antimicrobial stewardship looks like uh, for veterinarians. Antimicrobial stewardship um, means that uh, I have a responsibility as a practicing veterinarian to to, uh, prescribe antibiotics only after I've done a due process of diagnosing or knowing what's going on with the animals and then validating its reason for its use. And that is a different approach than what I practiced most of my life um, where it was a one-off situation that we would deal with the animals and uh, that had concerns and we would try to uh, prevent disease uh, but um, we didn't necessarily get involved with the, the bigger picture of herd health or health management uh, using antimicrobials. Uh, I think the veterinary profession is in a unique position to be the stewards of antimicrobial use, and uh, by that I mean that um, they're they're going to be the professional people that uh, clients, uh, producers are going to come to for. Use of antibiotics for the treatment or prevention of uh, disease in animals. The producer's role in antimicrobial um, stewardship is that they are going to want from their advisors, um, nutritionists, um, veterinarians, um, crop scientists. They're going to want information which is going to help them with their with their performance of animals, including the the health benefits. And that's where the antibiotics um, come in, and as veterinarians, um, clients are going to come to them um, for some advice, and that is going to be a shift in approach for many practices as they move from uh, direct uh, treatment of animals to health management. I see producers as being adapters and adopters. Um, they're going to adapt to the, the, the new changes in, in antibiotic re, um, uh, regulations. And uh, um, in adapting, they're going to be looking for other ways to sustain their animal production. And uh, who better to go to than, their, than a veterinarian who's been trained in that field. So with a better understanding of how Rennie viewed the impact of antimicrobial resistance and the potential for antimicrobial stewardship, we wanted to get a little bit more detailed and understand how he's worked with some of his clients to reduce their reliance on antimicrobials. I think the the best example of uh, what uh, has happened in my practice, um, um, not necessarily myself, but my practice team, and as I've seen it evolve since I've uh, quit practice, is how they have approached uh, the use of antimicrobials in the veal, veal farms. So veal farms have, I think, turned to veterinarians to uh, to assist them, um, and um, one of the ways that they've done that is to establish protocols for um, the treatment of specific diseases, actually determine what is an appropriate um, treatment um, regime for calves with the appropriate um, um, levels of administration and duration of administration has changed things and also I think that uh, the, the, the veal uh, veterinary teams on my practice have uh, 
done a really good job of uh, taking the active, pharma active pharmaceutical ingredients out of the, uh, the picture. And finally, um, there has been a resistance by uh, my practice to prescribe uh, fluoroquinolones or Category 1 antibiotics to calves. Another particular interest of ours was to understand Rennie's perspective on how some of the recent regulatory changes are really going to have an impact on veterinarians as well as producers. I think there's going to be a profound change for the veterinary profession, and I see that um, practice is going to change in accordance with the, the rules. I, I think they'll assume that responsibility of um, prescribing and the loss of growth promotions uh, I don't think will be uh, uh, a very big problem for the veterinary profession and in turn I don't think it's going to be a really big problem for the uh, for the, uh, uh, the clients or the producers. What I do think is going to be a concern and what I think is going to happen in the future is, is that uh, the practice of prophylactic and metaphylactic antibiotics is going to come under scrutiny and that is very much going to affect uh, um, production of uh, the, or the health production of animals and I see what is happening with the, the clients that they are now have very big concerns about uh, being under scrutiny by the, uh, the processors, the people who actually buy the uh, buy their foods and so that would also include animal welfare but it certainly includes uh, what's in their food and the possibility of animal cruelty resistance being passed on. I think the clients will actually be in the forefront of looking for veterinary advice on how to best address this and to date I, I think I would give credit to the poultry industry, the swine industry and the uh, agriculture industry for being in the forefront of uh, really looking to veterinarians for the ways to handle antimicrobial resistance. By extension, I think the dairy industry and the beef industry will soon follow in that regard. We were also interested in understanding Rennie's thoughts on the obstacles to lessening our reliance on antimicrobials moving forward. The obstacles I see are um, there's going to be um, a bit of inertia on part of the producers to accept change, and there's going to be some um, um, kickback uh, from producers who are, have always done it that way and have done it quite successfully. I believe the withdrawal of antibiotics is going to have some real definite uh, impact on production, uh, particularly um, uh, with food producing animals. Um, that uh, the withdrawal of them is going to mean that there's going to be uh, emerging disease, which we've not been familiar with for the last uh, little while, and we're, we're going to have to make some changes. And finally, I think that the veterinary profession needs to change in itself. I believe that uh, one of the obstacles is, is that um, the veterinary profession at this point is not completely informed of what's about to transpire and Secondly, uh, I think there has been a lot of um, conversation, at least at the level of uh, government or professional governance of uh, the veterinary profession, about animal cobra resistance, but I don't think that that is necessarily filtered down to um, the practitioner. I don't think practitioners are getting the information through their continuing education or from uh, extension from government about animal cobra resistance. 
and I might say too that perhaps veterinary students are not being given the tools um, with which to practice. I think there's not enough emphasis in the veterinary curriculum yet on uh, health pr uh, uh, production medicine. I believe that's changing very quickly, but um, the focus still remains on individual animal treatment and I think that there needs to be a change in that regard, and that might be a very large obstacle. So given some of the barriers that Rennie mentioned, one of the last things we wanted to follow up on was if he had any specific advice or recommendations for how we overcome some of these barriers moving forward. Extension. So I think the extension needs to be um, vertical from you folks, uh, the Ontario Veterinary Medical Association. I applaud them for doing this because that's part of what they're doing. Um, I think that the extension needs to come from the different uh, laboratories identifying what the animal microbial resistance is. I, I find that uh, very weak if you go back through all of the communication uh, with the Animal Health Laboratory or SEPTOR in the last uh, 10 years, you won't find much talking about specific animal microbial resistance there and these are things that veterinarians read. I think that veterinarians themselves um, need to campaign to um, actually uh, get out there and talk about uh, animal crow resistance to their clients. Um, if it comes to the time that um, that uh, we cannot use a dairy cow therapy for cows without having a diagnostic, I think that veterinarians need to have those tools. They certainly, the tools are certainly available, they just need to apply them. And But finally, the um, producers need to know what's coming down that what opportunities they have to manage their cows uh, better for using and using or not using uh, across the board uh, universal dry cow therapy with antimicrobials. And I think that um, the veterinary curriculum uh, needs to have uh, some more emphasis on antimicrobial resistance or perhaps even um, improved. Uh, improvements in the use of uh, pharma all pharmacologic uh, um, materials in livestock. Okay, and there you have it. Thanks for listening today. We hope you enjoyed the discussion. Remember to keep checking back with us as we're going to continue to put new podcasts on this issue up on SoundCloud and the FAST website. And we're also working on other tools and resources for veterinarians and farmed animal owners, all focused on antimicrobial resistance and the practice of antimicrobial stewardship. So please stay tuned and check back at our website, www.amstewardship.ca, to get more information and up-to-the-minute facts on what's going on in Ontario with respect to stewardship. Now, FAST is a collaborative initiative between the Ontario Veterinary Medical Association, ACER Consulting, government, academic, and industry partners, and its mission is to improve antimicrobial stewardship in farmed animals prepare farmed animal owners and their veterinarians for upcoming policy and regulatory changes, and preserve the efficacy of antimicrobials without compromising animal health or food safety. Thanks for listening.